I was asymptomatic. I felt great. We were shocked. I said it's like getting hit by a freight train. We were stressed, panicky, and quite upset. I was diagnosed with inoperable stage four locally advanced pancreatic cancer. And I was told that most people in my condition didn't survive more than nine months. It's a very dangerous cancer, even if it, when it's newly diagnosed, because it, it spreads so fast. I was in such disbelief that I, I couldn't even tell anyone for a moment. I couldn't even speak. I was lucky to get a second opinion, and I think that is very important. I think that when you, any type of cancer, that you should at least have two opinions, and then you decide where your best treatment is going to be. I was told there was no hope for me, and I was told, go home and prepare to die. And that just wasn't acceptable to me or my family. I mean, I was very scared. I knew that I had a really bad cancer. I knew I had the cancer that had killed my mother. What I knew about pancreatic cancer was not good. So I was very scared, but I knew that there still had to be some hope, that I had to have hope. And hope is free and faith is free. Those are the voices of hope. Where there once was no hope, patients in their final stages of pancreatic cancer that were sentenced to die and then managed to instead survive. It's a huge deal because only 4% of pancreatic cancer patients are still alive five years after their diagnosis. The odds couldn't have been more stacked up against them. Call them lucky, call them smart, whatever you call them, they all had one thing in common. They trusted their doctors and they were super grateful for both the medical team and the treatment breakthroughs that gave him a second chance at life. I'm Mike James, in for Kim Commando. And on this Commando On Demand podcast, you're going to learn some promising treatments for final stage, nearly hopeless forms of cancer. We'll give you a hint of one of them. And would you believe doctors have found a connection between the temperature of the human body and its ability to heal? They're testing it at the MD Anderson Cancer Treatment Center in Houston right now and having tons of success by the end of this podcast. I hope you'll be as excited as we are about these new developments in cancer treatment. At the very least, you'll have a greater knowledge and greater hope that you can pass on to others. We'll get started in just a moment. First, we'd like to recognize our partners at Indeed who help make these podcasts possible. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. You need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. All right, we're back. When you think about cancer radiation treatment, what comes to mind? Do you still envision burn scars, nausea, tissue damage, all those nasty side effects? If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that cancer treatments, especially radiation, looks very different now than it did just a few years ago. Side effects are disappearing thanks to new developments in radiation technology. Remember the podcast about nanorobots with MD Anderson's David Fogelman? Or the one about proton therapy with Dr. Lee Chambly? How about the DNA Detectives podcast with Dr. Cullen Taniguchi? These podcasts are packed with everything you need to know about the most accurate, least invasive forms of cancer treatment available. 
And when you get a chance, search for them on Commando On Demand. But right now, I want you to meet Dr. Colin Taniguchi. We invited him back to this Commando On Demand podcast to talk about what we think are the most astounding cancer treatment breakthroughs yet. Cullen is a researcher and oncologist at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Treatment in Houston. And what excites us most about his work is his unique approach. He looks for answers within the organic first, and then he moves toward the inorganic to build a viable treatment that works in tandem with the human body. Not against it, per se. So, does that make sense? It will after you hear him speak. He's absolutely brilliant, and we are so glad to have him on the podcast today. Dr. Taniguchi, welcome and thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. First of all, you're on the leading edge of all this technology and radiation. Maybe we could talk a little bit about what the basic radiation is, and then we'll get into some of the new developments in the last couple of years. Yeah, sure. So radiation is a branch of cancer treatment. Um, It is an important and indispensable part of treating any kind of solid tumor. You have surgeons who who cut out tumors. You have medical oncologists who give chemotherapy. And radiation therapy is somewhere in between. We use x-rays, the same x-rays that we use to, to, to look inside your body. We turn up the energy and aim them just at tumors. And when the x-rays hit tumors, it causes them to die. And uh, we use that ability to treat cancer anywhere in the body. Perfect. And can you talk a little bit about some of the new developments? Uh, I know you've been practicing there for like about five years. What's the leading edge right now? I'd say one of the most exciting developments in radiation is how it seems to make immunotherapy work better. Uh, Many of you might know about immunotherapy. Uh, It was awarded the Nobel Prize this year. In fact, to one of the physicians at MD Anderson, his name is Jim Allison. Um, Actually, he's not a physician. He's a scientist in immunology. But we know that the body can actually use its own immune system to kill off cancer, to get rid of it. And uh, we also know that radiation, uh, if you aim a beam at a tumor and you, you, you kill it, or you kill most of it, it can turn the tumor into a vaccine, uh, which trains the immune system to kill any other tumor that might be in the body. So this is probably the most exciting development in radiation therapy, uh, probably since it was discovered. That's fascinating. So I've also heard that the side effects are better, and we're going to get a lot deeper into this in the second part of this podcast. But right now, just a kind of a general idea, like, you know, a lot of the, the times the side effects were pretty dramatic back in the day. Has that improved as well? Oh, yes. It's a night and day difference from uh, a long time ago. I mean, I would say even from 30 years ago, Uh, the type of radiation you would get would be something like a cobalt where you'd stand in a room and you'd have a radioactive source behind a shield and they'd open up the shield and they would expose a certain part of your body with the tumor in it to radiation. We'd be able to target the tumor fairly well, but you wouldn't be able to control much about in the way of the the toxicity of normal tissue. Now we have these very fancy machines where we can aim x-rays with pinpoint precision within millimeters of accuracy anywhere in the body. So the side effects are also much, much less. Uh, The side effects for any radiation are really dependent on where the beam is going. Um, So if we're treating a brain tumor, for instance, you might get some headaches and some tiredness. Um, If we're treating a tumor in the belly, uh, you might feel some nausea or some diarrhea. 
But wherever you treat, the, the side effects are, are short-term um, and usually get better within two weeks after treatment's over. So are people still losing their hair, though? If you treat the head... Um, you, I, I'm you, bald, so it's okay. It's, it, it doesn't hurt my feelings if if, uh, if they're losing their hair because it makes me look good. But uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, people do lose their hair. It's a common side effect, though. I will say there there are new therapies uh, such as IMRT. It's an acronym for Intensity Modulated Radiation Therapy. And the short of it is we can kind of curve the beams and, and aim them very precisely. And, and uh, there are some ways where you could potentially – Spare the scalp and reduce the hair loss, but um, uh, but generally, if you're treating near near the head region, uh, you're gonna you're gonna lose hair. Okay, and so can you talk a little bit about how the success rate then is going up over the last I don't know five, ten, fifteen years of, of treating cancer or different kinds of cancer in general? Like I say, we're going to get deep into this. We're going to take the deep dive in a moment, but uh, just in general, how the success rate is improving. Well, radiation is very good at, at treating solid tumors. When we aim the beam at a tumor, um, it, it controls it greater than 50% of the time. Uh, and if we're trying to cure it with a high dose, often we can control the tumor greater than 90% of the time. Um, and I can cite examples, for instance, prostate cancer. We've been using radiation with prostate cancer for about 25 years, and we know that our cure rates with radiation alone are uh, close to close to 90, 95% uh, across the spectrum of prostate cancer, uh, which is one of the biggest killers in men. We also know that um, in lung cancer, radiation therapy, um, if you can't get a surgery for your lung cancer, um, we can aim the radiation beam at it, and our, our cure rates are also very high uh, we're, in terms of getting rid of the tumor close to 90%. Um, and it's not only those diseases. We've been using this in head and neck cancer, cervical cancer, um, cancer of the anal canal. In many tumors, uh, radiation is your only hope of, of getting a cure without maiming you or disfiguring you or making your life really awful. So, um, you know, uh, radiation is a, a vital part of treating cancer. Okay, like I said, we're going to get deep into this in just a few moments. We're also going to find out what we need to look out for. We've done the show about what to eat and how what you eat affects cancer. Coming up next, Dr. Taniguchi, we're going to talk more into the finite details of these cancers and what we can look out for. Right now, we want to thank our partners at Capterra who help make these podcasts possible. It's 2019, and technology has grown leaps and bounds since 1999. So why are you still using that old, outdated software? Find software that fits your business's needs using Captera.com. I get asked all the time for different recommendations, and I refer people to Captera.com. With over 700,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution, fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com slash Kim today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business. Once again, that address is captera.com slash Kim. Let me spell it for you. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Kim. 
All right, welcome back to Commando on Demand. We're talking about getting rid of cancer with a new type of radiation that's less invasive to the body. Dr. Colin Taniguchi from ND Anderson is with us, and he has even more exciting news. First of all, what are some warning signs of these different kinds of cancers that should be maybe get us to the doctor real quick? Well, uh, that's a great question. And uh, generally, I'll say patients I've met kind of have a feeling that something is, is very wrong, something's out of the ordinary. Um, maybe it's uh, bleeding is usually a, a sign that you should get something checked out. Uh, but maybe a, a pain that just is very different from the normal aches and pains that we all feel. Uh, sometimes it's noticing that uh, we uh, we have a change in the color of our skin. Um, maybe it turns yellow or a different a different color. Um, so I would say there, there's a lot of different warning signs, but um, uh, I, I would say most patients that I've met uh, had a, a pretty good instinct that something was not right. And if that's the case, um, you should go to your primary care physician and get it checked out um, first to make sure it's not something more common, uh, and, then, uh, and then that will start the ball rolling for uh, um, picking up any kind of cancer. So what I find uh, especially interesting about your discovery about oxygen levels and its effects on the body's ability to heal, can you talk a little bit to that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I study how the cells in your body respond to oxygen, and it's really cool. In particular, how the body responds to low oxygen levels. And if you think about a, a cell, it has to be able to survive without a, a high level of oxygen. It, it's just uh, otherwise, if, if for some reason um, you, you, you were without oxygen, even for a couple seconds, you just keel over and die. Um, so the, your, your body has these, this very elegant system um, which um, allows it to adapt and grow and survive. And I use that same biology to help our cells regenerate. So um, that's been something that I've, I've focused on. Are low oxygen climates less likely to get cancer? Places in the world where, or like, I don't know, high elevations where there's low oxygen levels? That's a really great question. They uh, have been some epidemiological studies that have looked at that exact question. And they found people who live at higher altitudes actually do get less cancer and they do get less metabolic diseases. Um, we don't know if it's related to this uh, regenerative pathway of low oxygen that I've been studying, uh, but it's something that we're uh, very interested in, in looking at in the near future. All right, so let's get back to the targeted radiation that we were talking about. Let's say somebody has just been diagnosed with, God forbid, advanced liver or pancreatic cancer. What can they expect from the targeted radiation therapy, and what should they look out for? So the first thing would be uh, to go to uh, an accredited cancer center and, and have a multidisciplinary appointment. What that means is you'd meet with a, a whole team of doctors, including medical oncologists, surgical oncologists, and, of course, radiation oncologists. They're all going to go over the imaging and explain uh, the, the plan. Um, and from a radiation oncologist, uh, they would be offering you radiation in, in really one of two scenarios. One, if there's... Um, pain or symptoms. Um, so radiation is very good at reducing pain. Um, and Or two, uh, if <clears throat> the tumor is in a place that uh, with appropriate radiation that we could help cure you, either with surgery or with just radiation alone. And the radiation oncologist should be able to explain this in a very clear way to you. Um, so uh, that would be the first step. 
the second step is there's actually a radiation planning session where they uh, plan the radiation. So I have a lot of patients who come to me and they, they think that I'm going to do an x-ray right there, but our, we do a planning session where we take a, a CAT scan, you lie on a table, and we make a, a mold to keep your body stable, and we take a, a CT scan of the area we're going to treat, and we turn that CT scan into um, digital information for our linear accelerator. We And basically, I, along with a, a rocket scientist, will program a linear accelerator to to target x-rays at a tumor uh, to kill it uh, without hurting the patient. So it takes us roughly about a week to put most radiation plans together. Is that standard operating procedure if somebody does, they find cancer and their general doctor then just refers them to a cancer center? Or do some not and try to treat it like locally? So uh, it's a mix of both. I think for uh, more common cancers like uh, breast cancer and prostate cancer, uh, these can be often treated uh, locally. Uh, they won't require any uh, really high-tech type of treatments. Um, there are lots of great uh, treatment options close to home, uh, but um, it couldn't also couldn't hurt to get a second opinion uh, whenever you're dealing with cancer because the first thing you want to do is make sure you have the right diagnosis mm-hmm. um, and then the right staging. Uh, that means uh, not only can they tell you what kind of cancer you have, but how severe it is, because we base our therapy based on how severe we think the cancer is. That's the staging. So if you don't have those two first things right, um, you could get the completely wrong therapy or something that's not strong enough or too strong. Um, so we think uh, while you, you may ultimately get your treatment closer to home, you should always, always uh, Get a second opinion and make sure that you're highly confident in your diagnosis. All right. So we've got much more. I'm going to ask you a lot more about some of the specifics of what to watch out for. Maybe you've had a diagnosis or a friend or a family member has had this kind of diagnosis. Right now, though, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our partners at Capterra who help make this podcast possible. It's 2019 and technology has grown leaps and bounds since 1999. So Why are you still using that old, outdated software? Find software that fits your business's needs using Captera.com. I get asked all the time for different recommendations, and I refer people to Captera.com. With over 700,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution, fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit Captera.com slash Kim today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business. Once again, that address is Captera.com slash Kim. Let me spell it for you. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Kim. Okay, so we are back. It's Commando on Demand. We are finding out all kinds of things about cancer. Our guest is Dr. Taniguchi, who's a specialist in radiation at MD Anderson Medical Center in Houston, Texas. And uh, we're just thrilled to have him. The way we met him was less than ideal. I remember the day like it was yesterday. It was December of 2017. And every day, Monday through Friday, we record this thing called the Consumer Tech Update. And uh, Kim's mom had fallen, and I think she sprained her wrist or something. So we were all concerned, and Kim had to take her to the doctor. 
and uh, she came back home and she has a piece of equipment at her house that uh, we can record consumer tech update with. And I kind of felt like something was wrong when we were recording that day. And I said, what's wrong? And, and she says, I can't talk about it. So I knew it wasn't good. And uh, after we recorded consumer tech update, she wrote me a quick email that said, the thing I couldn't talk about is my mom has stage four pancreatic cancer. I know there's some people that are listening to this podcast right now that have probably gotten a diagnosis like that. And that's why we do these podcasts. But it is a shot to the gut. I remember there was tears. So Dr. Taniguchi, can you talk to somebody that's just gotten this kind of news? Give us some good news rather than that bad news. So this is something that we face every single day. Uh, and um, it's something that m my family has faced and uh, Kim's family has faced. And uh, it, it is there's no getting around how devastating that is to, to hear that news. I think um, after letting it sink in, I, I think it's important to, to get empowered with the right information. Um, so first, as with Kim's mother, what Kim did was made sure that is this diagnosis correct? Um, do we have all the facts straight? Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, without going into the whole story, uh, basically it turned out that that stage four diagnosis was not correct. Oh, wow. That, that is why we were able to, to treat her. She got treated. She got uh, chemotherapy. She got her uh, stereotactic radiation and she got surgery and she's doing well now. Um, but she was initially she was told that with stage four that there wouldn't be much longer to live. Uh, but when she got a second opinion and her case was discussed uh, with as many experts in the field as we could find, we found that we, we didn't think that the diagnosis was correct. Um, and it, we, we could probably write a whole case report on, on what went on, but we um, that that's what happened. So that just reinforces what what we talked about earlier is make sure you, the diagnosis is right and the staging is right. So, so let's just say, so in the case of uh, Ms. Commando, you know, I, I think that by getting that information right, we put her on the right path. We call her Mama Commando, and you and I were at her 80th birthday party uh, just the other night, and she looked fantastic. It was a dramatic turnaround. So if anything, uh, you know, what can happen with this kind of diagnosis? Yes, yeah, she looks great. She is a commando. She's uh, an inspiration to, to me, uh, just seeing how strong she was mentally and physically. And um, also what was an inspiration to me was just seeing her loving family uh, and knowing as a doctor that when I treat one patient, I don't just treat a patient, I treat a whole family mm -hmm. uh, and multiple generations of people um, who, uh, you know, love that person. Um, so it was, it was very emotional for me as well to, to be there. So I, I definitely appreciated that. Just the great circumstances that allowed me to, to be uh, in Phoenix uh, just a couple of days ago. But I, I do want to comment on what happens if we do get the stage four diagnosis and it's right. Okay, um, sure. Because there's a lot of people who, who get that diagnosis. And um, so just know that when stage four is diagnosed, for most diseases, that means that the disease has spread beyond the the primary tumor. There's a tumor, it shows up in a particular organ, and it's begun to spread far beyond that tumor. Mm -hmm. um, and we call that metastatic disease. Okay. Uh, once the disease has become metastatic in stage four, 
there really is no no cure for it. There's no standardized way that any oncologist could say that we could cure the disease. Um, but we have many therapies that are effective, and in fact, many in some rare instances, we can actually get a full response and get get something close to a cure. Um, and uh, we try to turn cancer into a manageable disease, much like we have no cure for diabetes. We have no cure for heart disease. We have no cure for emphysema. But we manage the symptoms so that a patient can live as normal of a life as possible, can do all the things that they want to do. Um, and when the disease flares up, you give a treatment and let the patient get back to their life. And that's kind of how we direct uh, therapy in stage four disease. Um, so just know that there are effective treatments. And the fact that we can't say there is a, a, a cure uh, doesn't mean that we can't help uh, extend a patient's life and give them a good quality of life. So um, I think that's a very important distinction of, of, of cancer care now than maybe uh, 25 years ago. Which was the case with uh, Mama Commando, and she also went through this, uh, well, a little bit scary Whipple surgery, which, I don't know, can you talk about that? That was a long day. I remember that one, too. So the Whipple surgery, so I'm not a surgeon, but my colleague, Dr. Mike Kim, uh, is a surgeon uh, at MD Anderson, and he did the procedure, and he did a masterful job with it. Um, the Whipple surgery is uh, one of the most complicated procedures we can do. It's specifically for pancreatic cancer. Um, because the pancreas uh, is connected with the intestines, you can't take out a portion of the pancreas without taking out part of the intestines. So, um, and then that says this domino effect of if you take out that piece of intestine, then you have to reroute the intestines um, and even the bile ducts. So, um, and the, they basically have to spend about 12 hours um, taking out the tumor with, uh, without nicking any of the nearby blood vessels and then reconnecting the GI tract so that you can eat and, and live. So it's arguably the most complicated surgery you can do in, in all of medicine. Have you ever heard of Vuray? I have heard of Vuray. What is that? Vuray is a um, MRI-guided radiation machine. And instead of using x-rays to pinpoint the radiation, it uses magnetic resonance imaging. Uh-huh. The reason that, that is a, that's a novelty or that's an innovation is that normally you, would ha you can only use a, an x-ray to see tissues and then you, you would have to stop and then use an X-ray to treat the, the tumor. Uh, the MRI can image, you can see the body and tumor moving in real time, so you can adjust the radiation beam in real time as the patient is breathing, and, and you can really, really um, minimize toxicity to normal tissues. So you also came up with something that, of how body temperature is in conjunction with cancer treatments. How does that work? Well, there are some places that use a technique called hyperthermia, uh, where it's known that uh, if you heat a tumor gently, um, so just a few degrees above normal body temperature, it makes it more sensitive to chemotherapy and radiation. It's a very specialized procedure because uh, if you heat the body or the tumor too hot, um, you can cause uh, really bad side effects. 
Um, it's not something that I do, but it's a, something that's been around for a couple of decades and is now reserved for treatment at a few specialized centers around the country. What is SBRT? SBRT, it stands for Stereotactic Body Radiation Therapy. It's a, it's a total mouthful, but uh, <laughs> in short, it's the way of saying that we can precisely target a tumor anywhere in the body. So stereotactic radiation was developed to treat brain tumors. Uh, so the name stereotactic comes from the frame that they, they actually implant a frame into a patient's head uh, to keep it absolutely still. Wow. And then they can uh, aim the beams with high, very, very high precision within, with less than two millimeter precision. So for reference, um, a watch band is about two millimeters in, in thickness. So mm-hmm. that means that we can aim a beam within that kind of uh, accuracy. But no one thought that for a while that you could have that same kind of accuracy elsewhere in the body. Well, with better technology, we can do that now. So when I treat pancreatic tumors, um, we can offer that same kind of precision. Um, I'll say that the, the, um, we now call SBRT something a little different. I think it's still known as SBRT, but uh, it's also known as stereotactic ablative radiation therapy. Uh, that's short for SABER. So it, it sounds a little cooler. Um, it's probably a little bit more accurate and easier to say. So um, in the future, you'll see SBRT being called SABER, S-A-B-R. Okay. What about uh, external beam radiation therapy or EBRT? Have you had any experience with that? Yes. EBRT, external beam radiation therapy, it is essentially radiation therapy as you know it. It's uh, using x-rays from outside the body um, and aiming it at the tumor. So the x-ray is an invisible high-energy beam of essentially light that goes through the skin, into the body, into the tumor, and out the other side. Um, And um, if you use uh, very special physics calculations, you can make sure that the energy from the x-ray is deposited mainly in the tumor and uh, and not so much in the normal good parts of the body. Have you heard of 3D CRT or three-dimensional conformal radiation? I can't even say it. Yeah. Uh, 3D conformal, that's how we say it in the biz. Uh, 3D conformal radiation is basically a a form of external beam radiation. Um, So it refers to the way that we plan the radiation therapy. So um, where we bring in multiple beams from around the body so that when you add them all up in the tumor, it, it makes... It kills the tumor, but it spreads out the dose over normal tissues. What about, I think I've heard these terms before, but you can maybe tell, tell me what they are. What is a gamma knife and a cyber knife? They just sound cool. Yes. Um, they're both uh, uh, invented by surgeons. Uh, as you can tell, they have much cooler names than SBRT. Um, there's a knife in it. Right. <laughs> uh, and so gamma knife uh, uses uh, gamma radiation. Um, and this is a, that stereotactic frame radiation I was telling you about mm-hmm. is generally used for brain tumors. Um, so the patient actually gets a surgical procedure where there's a metal frame that gets placed on their head um, so that um, it stabilizes the beams. And then a hel- they wear a helmet where there's hundreds of little beamlets that aim right at the tumor. It's kind of like, if you remember the Death Star in Star Wars, sure. they have all these little beams come together at one spot. Sure, yeah. That's, that's what is happening for the brain tumor. There's a 
You have this helmet that you put on, and they're aiming everything right at the tumor. That's gamma ray. The other one is uh, gamma knife, and then there's cyber knife, which is a variation of gamma knife, um, except it uses a robot to deliver the radiation instead of wearing a helmet. Oh, so, wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Dr. Taniguchi. It's been a pleasure, and, and thank you. You're a miracle worker. I know Kim thanks you. We are so thankful for all you do and everybody at uh, MD Anderson. I do have a number here. If anybody has a question about MD Anderson, they can be reached at 877-930-2753. So if you have had that kind of a diagnosis and need some more information, uh, you can call that number, 877-930-2753. Also, MD, is it mdanderson.com, sir? Or? Yeah, it's uh, mdanderson.org. Um and they have information there on how either a patient can self-refer or they have a physician referral, so you can refer directly. And actually, if you get to the desktop website, my picture's on that website. They put it much to my chagrin and my mother's delight. Uh, you'll see me on the webpage there. That is awesome. And the time always flies when we talk, sir. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in the future. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. Take care. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Commando On Demand. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you have a comment or if you have something that you want us to cover, at the bottom of every page at commando.com, there's a link that says Ask Kim. And you just click on that link and ask a question, reference this podcast. Or again, if you have a podcast that you'd like to hear or a topic you'd like us to cover, please let us know. Appreciate your listening and we'll see you next time.